RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Well, Happy New Year. I mean, it might just feel like the same soup reheated, but here it is, Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. It feels like time for Mission Log Live. I'm John Champion. And I'm Holly Avis. Oh, it's Holly <laughs> Avis. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm doing all right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You're on the other side of that wall from me <laughs> at an undisclosed location here at Roddenberry World Headquarters. Literally, I'm on the other side of the wall. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining me tonight <laughs> as guest co-host. I'm really looking forward to this. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, I'm going to point out the thing that you're incredibly embarrassed about. Uh, oh, God. Which, I don't yeah, even think you can see it. You can't, but <laughs> you you, uh, you you had a, a an accident. You hurt your eye. I had a mishap. An accident? Would you call it? I guess. Well, um, I had a mishap. Well, you had a mishap. I okay. popped a blood vessel in my right eye. You can't really see it unless I pull my eye down now. Yeah. Um, but it's basically a pool of blood on the bottom of my eyeball. Ooh. <laughs> see, normally I would prescribe Retinax 5. <laughs> That you're allergic uh, to Retinax 5, right? Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. I look like I'm assimilating everybody. Yes. Okay, well, <laughs> thank you for joining me here tonight. I'm, uh, I'm very pleased to have you. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time you've actually been a guest host. You've been a guest on the show before. Yes. Um, and you, uh, you filled in. You wanted to play the lightning round with us tonight a little bit different, but tonight you're actually hosting. So I am. So fun. Yeah. For the whole hour. So cool. So you know the rule here. You just get to jump in whenever you want. You you basically get to run this, you know? So. This is my show now. It is. It is, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight on the show, you. And I don't just mean you, Holly. I mean you, everybody, including you. It's you, everybody who's watching. This is a show that we are calling Q You. Not to be confused with the lightning round of the show, which will be coming back at some point. No, you see, on the lightning round, we just ask you a bunch of very quick this or that style questions, and the trick is to not think about the answers. Tonight is different, though. We have hand-forged, provocative questions developed by master craftspeople designed to get you thinking deeply about Star Trek on screen and behind the scenes. And we want to hear from you because that's how all of this works. Click on the Zoom link or give us a call at 669-900-6833. That number again is 669-900-6833. You can call the number or click the link and right away you'll be talking to Earl. He's our IT guy and then you'll be talking with us. Yes, yes, you will. Now, I I apologize uh, because I'm having a little bit of a problem actually seeing the comments on my end, Mm -hmm. but uh, I'm going to jump over here very quickly so I can say hi to the people who are actually in the chat. See, that's part of the fun is I get to call people out and I get to say, hey, I know that you're watching. And then that sort of forces them to call into the show. I know that we have one person standing by who has already called in, but I'm going to say hi right now to, uh, I'm going to get rid of the echo, first of all. I'm going to say hi to, uh, to Chris, who says hi specifically to you. Uh, Chris Riker says, welcome to Holly. Uh, there's Dave, there's Scott, there's James also saying hello specifically to you. We got Pam with a happy new year. We got Rhea, we got Carlos, uh, we got Jeff, we got uh, uh, Scott. Hey, we got Scott Palm. Hello, Scott Palm, our old friend Scott Palm. He also an emphatic Holly with an exclamation point. 
So that is uh, directly to you. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, oh, and, and Chris with a hello to Earl as well. Always like to see that. So hi to everybody. So here's the deal. Now I can see you and I know that you can see me. This is your call. Your, your, I, I'm not, I'm not going to beg, but I'm going to say, I know that you want to do this. You want to call into the show. You want to be a part of this Q and a, cause Holly, honestly, I had a lot of fun talking to you today about these questions. Yeah, We came up with some good ones. They're weird and they're good and they're provocative and they, they get you going, you know? And, and the fun of it is, we're going to get people to call in so we can ask them the questions, but then we get to riff on those for a while too. Yeah. I, I expect some uh, not heated, but fun, passionate arguments. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's Ron, there's Chris, there's Jeff, there's Homer. Hey, Homer, saying hi to both of us. There's Jared. So hi to everybody who is watching and who will be calling in. Um, before we get going with the fun of the Q&A, though, of course, we always like to let you know what's happening in Mission Log Land and Roddenberry Podcast Land. And uh, very recently, Holly, you were a guest on Women at Warp, episode 128, Trek Toys and Collectibles. I really enjoyed that show. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, they uh, they asked me to be on since I worked in licensing and product development for the brand for five years at CBS. And uh, I had a lot of fun talking about <laughs> random stuff, including my favorite thing of all time, the Spock helmet. <laughs> how, how could it not be? But, but here's something, you, you did some deep dives. You talked about the Spock helmet. You talked about the marshmallow dispenser. Ah, yes. Um, you talked about the plates. Yeah. It got a little contentious about the plates because Jonathan was like, I use the plates. I put French fries on the plates. You can't eat like, off of them. Oh, it can't. literally says you will be poisoned. <laughs> I have uh, yeah, but apparently plates. like those, the, the, uh, the paint that they use on them is literally for looks only. Like you're really not supposed to be eating off of them, but uh, teach their own. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so I, I'm glad that you got to talk about all of that stuff. Go check it out. Uh, if you haven't, womenatwarp.com or podcast.roddenberry.com. Uh, they have since come out with an episode that is sort of their uh, mailbag episode, but right prior to that, toys and collectibles, so much fun. Uh, I really enjoyed hearing that one. Oh, and somebody already, John Cooley and Chris Riker saying marshmallows. Yeah, marshmallows. Uh, mm -hmm. I actually saw my dispenser yesterday. I was putting away some camping supplies I got for Christmas, and I saw it in its little box. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Such a great item. Uh, so, oh, and by the way, uh, Chris says, when is the last short trek coming? It's coming Thursday, mm -hmm. two days. You got a new short trek, one that apparently ties into Picard. I guess we will find out. Yeah. Um, now, I, I want to mention, because we're going to mention the Picard stuff. Well, actually, let's talk about it now. Picard premieres on CBS All Access on January 23rd. That is a Thursday. That means that we will be back with the live show uh, the following Tuesday, although although it might actually move to Monday. Dun, dun, dun. Might be moving the live show to Monday nights, partly to close that gap between the premiere of New Trek and then your ability to talk about it, your opportunity to talk about it. So um, stay tuned. 
we're nailing that down. I talked to Earl about it. I talked to our mystery co-host for uh, the Picard series about that. Uh, so yeah, we, we might move. Oh, and David, David even says, I ah, yes, wondering if the live show would move. I predicted correctly. So it's, <laughs> uh, it's quite possible. We'll make sure to get the word out. Uh, but Holly, you and I are lucky enough that the Picard premiere for us is a little bit early. Yeah, it's on Monday, Monday the 13th. We've both been invited to attend the premiere at the Arclight here in Hollywood. Um, and I'm very excited. <laughs> and you will be in costume. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I mean, costume-ish. <laughs> uh, I'm wearing something that I, I just, I already have. And uh, it's kind of a, a, a Trek bound, if you will. So it's not exactly a costume it's inspired by. But all if you see somebody wearing a board printed poncho, that's me. Okay, nice. So we will be looking out for that. And here's the thing. Uh, I fully intend to do a little Mission Log Live, uh, just some short live cast Facebook Live updates from the event. Now, obviously, I can't show you anything in the theater when the show's actually running. Uh, but whoever I can grab, whoever I can talk to, I, I, you just, just stay tuned. You know, hopefully you'll get a notification. If you haven't turned on notifications for Mission Log Podcast on Facebook, please do so. And I'll try to get out whatever I can. Might just be little bursts, little snippets. And then uh, you'll get to see the shows uh, starting on January 23rd. And then Mission Log Live will return Tuesday, maybe Monday, right after that. So uh, be prepared. And then speaking of Mission Log, um, as a lot of people may know, um, Mission Log uh, has been on the search for a new co-host, and I am not going to announce that new co-host tonight, very specifically. I'm just, I'm not going to tell you, but I will tell you this. I recorded a show with that new co-host and with Rod just a couple of days ago, and that episode will release on Thursday. So this Thursday, 12 a.m. Pacific, that is when we will make the big announcement. And uh, I can't wait for everybody to meet this new co-host. I'm very excited about it. It has been a long search, and we had uh, many great demos and uh, many great interviews and conversations. I'm, I'm just jazzed. I am so – and no, Carlos, it's not Will Wheaton – you're, you're wrong there, though that would be fun. Will's welcome back anytime he wants to come on the show. Uh, but I am so excited for you to meet this new co-host. Um, I predict many great things for Mission Log going forward. And that's all I'll say about that. Um, one last little piece of business, Modern Props. I'm, I'm, so, uh, I'm so bummed that Modern Props is closing, but I'm a little bit excited because maybe now is my chance to buy uh, Kevin Uxbridge's replicator from the Survivors episode of TNG, or, and uh, Holly, you got to help me out on all the places it's been, that that thing, it's like two, two big end pieces, yeah. and then the red neon tubes, and the, the, the spinny yeah. blinky thing, it was in Airplane 2, it was in Wrath of Khan. Yeah, uh, it was in quite a few episodes of The Next Generation. I don't even think it has a name. Like, we should just come up with a name, like Double Tube. I don't know. I <laughs> double, don't, we, double Tube Flashy Blinky? It needs to have a name because anytime we talk about it, we're like, you know that thing with yeah, the thing? Yeah, like, So, uh, yeah, apparently that's uh, – we don't know where that's going to end up. And if it goes up for auction, let's pull our money. 
Yes, let's do a separate <laughs> Patreon just for that. We'll put it up here. I mean, like here in the office, we got a captain's chair on display right in the lobby. I say right next to that. <laughs> we get rid of the figures and we put that thing right Everybody there. Everybody knows what the captain's chair is, though. They're going to walk in and be like, what is this? What is that? And they're like, come on. <laughs> this has been in more episodes of Star Trek than, uh, 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 oh, uh, I don't know. Name somebody. I uh, I don't know. So many, so many people. So um, many people. Yeah. And so many things. Yeah. And it, I mean, and the thing is about it is that it's not something that you no- notice until somebody points it out to you. Yeah. And then you see it all the time. It's like you can't unsee it. You see it in everything. Every time yes. it's on screen, you're like that. There it is again. There it is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love it. It's that. like 47. Oh, they said 47 again. Yeah. Yeah. And you just did. And and now, ding. Uh, okay. So last bit of business uh, before we get to the shows, we got uh, people standing by because you guys are awesome. Uh, you know what to do. You call in like I asked you to. There's more of you waiting. Wait a minute. Earl, Earl says Tutudes is already a Star Wars character. Tubo, <laughs> Earl. Earl, you're incorrigible, that Earl Green. Uh, poll question. The, uh, oh, wait a minute. Last week. No, no. We have to start with last week. I, I did oh, okay. So wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, last week's poll was which you preferred of the new short treks to premiere to animated premiered on the same day. Uh, so the girl who made the stars and Ephraim and Dot and 78% went to Ephraim and Dot. I'm girl who made the stars 22%. Are you? Yeah, you liked I, the you liked the girl. I mean, I liked the girl who I liked that. I, I, just, I, I will go to the mat. I will defend that show like crazy. Like I, I, Ephraim and Dot is fun. I was thoroughly entertained by it. But at the end, I was like, okay, which one really spoke to me? Which one really inspired me? Which one? I, I think that girl who made the stars did a, a smart thing where it just said, like, we're going to lay out the guiding principle of Star Trek but thousands of years ago Mm. and just, and give you this little thread about what it all means by laying out this beautiful little myth. And I, and I thought it was something bold and daring for Star Trek to do. Did it boldly go? It boldly went. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i got it i got the love for ephraim and dot i really i mean the Uh, ephraim and dot i feel like is the nostalgia factor all the little snippets of pieces of episodes of of the original series that's what i feel like sent people over the edge nostalgia is huge so Yeah. yeah totally yeah uh, by the way, uh, Chris Riker, uh, not incorrect. He says, we need to get an Earl's Corner segment on the show. You, you're, look, man, I, absolutely <laughs> no argument from me. Uh, this week, our poll question, hey, it's our first show of the new year. How's the new year treating you? We said swell or not so swell. I'm glad to see that the majority swell, 57%, not so swell, 43%. Uh, a little bit of a mixed bag for me. What about you, Holly? I mean, I popped a blood vessel, so let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> my eye's been bright red for a week. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, everything else is fine, but maybe I'd have to say not so as well. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. We'll move on from there. And I'm so glad we get to welcome our first caller tonight. That would be David. David has been waiting, waiting patiently since the beginning. Welcome to the show, David. Hello. How's it going, man? Good, good. Ready Excellent. for your questions, definitely. All right. Oh man, I see. We gotta we gotta pick a good one for you. Maybe oh. even we'll drop in too. But <laughs> we really we, we gotta pick a good one for you because these are, like I said, they're provocative, they're fun. Um, I tell you what, I, Holly, I see your cursor landing on the second question right there. 
Uh, do you want to go ahead and present that one to David? Uh, sure. Okay. So uh, we're giving you the power of Q to retroactively change one thing in production. It can be recasting, reboot, et cetera. What is it? What do you do? Oh, my goodness. Um, I probably would look into season two of TNG. Okay. Basically, oh, I- a little bit difficult because I think some of it was affected by the writer's strike maybe. But um, I just kind of would have gone in the direction, I think, a little sooner than they they did to give episodes more about particular characters and just kind of throw out all these ideas and everything. So I don't know. Um, That's kind of the first thing that came into my mind. Okay, Uh, that's good. So retroactively power of the queue, you just look at season two and you're like, oh, this is a mess. See, I, I might even be more specific than that. I might say with power of the queue, I'm going to wipe shades of gray completely <laughs> out Aww. of existence. It's just gone. It's just gone. Well, it's just a, a recap show, really, right? So it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think was because they didn't. They had a budget. Budget. <laughs> well, well, we hashtag all have budgets. <laughs> but, but okay, what is the the bigger whipping boy of uh, season two next gen? Is it shades of gray or is it Code of Honor. Code of well, Honor is first season. Oh, it is yeah. first season. Oh my gosh, you're right. You're right. I, yeah. I don't know what it is, but I really like season one. I wouldn't do anything different, I think, because it had to have some bad episodes, but it was um, very much felt like I was revisiting TOS in a way, in a lot of ways. I think season two was affected because... Um, there was a lot of misdirection. I think the showrunner was a different showrunner and things just kind of got off track. I, I mean, interestingly uh, enough, two of my favorite episodes are from my absolute favorite episode of TNG is in the second season. Oh yeah. Wait, what's what that? is your favorite episode? The measure of a man. Oh, of course. Well, of course. And so, then course. I, I love elementary dear data because that launched the whole, you know, him being dated. being oh. um, Sherlock Holmes, which I got, I literally got into Sherlock Holmes, any incarnation of Sherlock Holmes because of data when I was a kid. So oh. uh, two of my favorite episodes are from, from season two, which yeah, uh, it has its, it has its gems in a vast I mean, wasteland of questionable episodes. Look, we're, we're actually, we're getting some really interesting answers here in the chat. So those of you who are doing this, you know, to call in. Um, I, I, I love this. Carlos says, I would redo code of honor. And, you know, you're not wrong. I, when we did the recap on Mission Log, I was really pleased to see that when you strip out all the visual mistakes, mishandling, poor choices, and you just read the story. It's like, this happens to this person, Tasha gets involved in this. Then you actually, you have a story, but it was mishandled as soon as they put the pen down with the script. It really was. Um, Rick says Code of Honor should be wiped from existence. I still think, uh, I don't know. You think it's salvageable? Uh, It it could be. I think you could actually remake that story um, with more capable direction, more capable production design. Uh, The story itself can actually hold up. Shades of Grey, just a mess. That's why I vote to wipe it out of existence. I mean, Um, I would write Wipe Sub Rosa out of existence. So oh, the real no. question, wow. yeah. The real question, John, is yeah. shades of gray or mm-hmm. these are the voyages. Which is worse? 
Oh God. Oh man. Okay. I mean, these are the, the voyages yeah. is not that bad. It's just not, it shouldn't have been the last episode. Well, in, in terms yeah, of uh, yeah. either a season or a series finale, right? Shades yeah. of Grey, season two finale. These are the voyages finale. Well, see, here's know. the thing. I, the, the only thing, the only thing that I will give these are the voyages is that they tried something like totally misguided but they tried something and, and Brannon loves to just like throw a curveball whenever he can. So I respect that shades of gray. It literally just feels like we ran out of everything, including inspiration. <laughs> that's what they did. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that's, they ran out. So they had to create, it was the 22nd episode, I think of the season. And that's what yeah. they did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I, th- this was this was exactly the kind of conversation I wanted to have tonight. So, <laughs> thank you, David, for calling in and getting sure. a Kickstarter. I know we got a few more people waiting after you, so I appreciate it, and uh, we will see you soon, my friend. Okay. Thank you. All right. So uh, it looks like we've got a handful of other people waiting. I'm not sure exactly who's next, but I do know that we have people in the queue. We have somebody in the 402 area code whose uh, name I'm unsure of. So 402. Who dat? Whoever you are. Oh, Karen. Karen. It's Karen. And you are on with us, Karen. We need to unmute you. There you are, Karen. How's it going tonight? Hello. Good. Great. Glad you are on. You are you are just a joy to behold. Oh, wow. Well, that's uh, you're talking to Holly. <laughs> no, she's talking to you. <laughs> you're you're talking thing, to Holly. The whole thing. Oh, that's sweet. Happy New Year hey, to you, Karen. Happy New Year. Hey, I have a quick question for Holly before you ask me anything. Yeah. Okay. Holly, you're an encyclopedia, and this is something I keep trying to find out and cannot. Okay. You know that um, you know that helmet that shows up in TOS all the time. It's in Fox Quarters. It's yeah. at Tom's Place. Mm-hmm. You know that one. Yeah. That was a major focal point in a movie in like the late '50s, early '60s, uh-huh. and I cannot find the movie that it was in. And it was a major focal point. Like, everybody was after this thing. And in the end, I know it gets thrown in the sea and sinks to the bottom. Oof. You wouldn't um, happen to know I what that movie is. I don't know off you. the top of my head. I'm sure that I could figure that out very quickly. So the the story behind all of that is that Paramount would just share all of these props and um, set pieces. Uh, Spock's um, quarters, there's a chest that you see pretty pretty often. Um, we see it in Amok time. Um and uh, it was in Citizen Kane. Um, oh. So they basically had like this library of set pieces and props that all of the productions sort of shared. They checked it out like it was a library and then they would return them. So I, I, there's, you would see that stuff all over the place. There's also a lamp. There's a lamp that you see in several other productions other than Star Trek. Um, so I'm sure that I could figure out what movie you're talking about if I did a little bit of a, a dive on well, that. If, if you get a chance, I'd appreciate it because it's driving me crazy. It's, it's <laughs> kind of, I think it's like a romantic comedy. And it's so funny because even when I was young, I had obviously seen that movie. Even when I was young, right away, I noticed that everywhere because it was such a main component of the movie well i would say that it was was, it's probably going to be end up being a uh a paramount production so i mean at least we can probably narrow that down 
Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's who, that's who they shared with. So um, I will do oh, some research okay. and see if I can figure it out for you. They liked that one, man. That's in so many episodes of TOS. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of that stuff. Uh, Kirk's Quarters has uh, quite a few things that get reused in other productions aside from Star Trek as well. So. Well, well, thank you. I just had to get that. I thought, oh my gosh, it's Holly. She's you know, an encyclopedia. She might I don't know. know everything. And, but the thing is, is like, if I don't know, I usually know a little bit of something that I can go and figure it out. So yeah, uh, but thank you for that question. But now I'm excited to go uh, see if I can figure it out. <laughs> this is so cool. Karen, I'm so glad that you had such a good question because now I, a, I'm dying to know. And B, when we do have an answer, and I say when, because I know that Holly will figure this out, um, I want to publish this on uh, the Mission Log site. You're talking about the, like, it's a Trojan looking situation, isn't it? Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think I've actually talked about this before and I still, oh yeah, here's a picture of, it's behind him in Mirror Mirror and it's got yep. like mm-hmm. his face cut out. Yeah. I've talked about that yes. before. So I'll see if I can figure out where it's from. <laughs> cool. By, by the way, uh, in the chat real quick, David has found the prop. He, he found the, the uh, two-tube uh, blinky uh, oh, thing. He <laughs> found it uh, at stackexchange.sci-fi.stackexchange.com. And uh, so now that has spun off into his own conversation, uh, he says actually he feels like it was necessary for going to warp speed. Uh, you're not <laughs> wrong. So, and, and John Cooley says two tubes is going to stick. That, that is the official thing. And I'm begging the guys at fan sets, please make a commemorative pen of <laughs> two tubes. Please make that happen. Um, we'll try to, it, all kinds of merchandise around two tubes. Uh, Karen, I have a provocative question for you. Okay. Okay. All right. You have a choice here. You're going to either keep Captain Pike and lose Captain Kirk. And I'm talking about forever and ever, from the beginning of Star Trek, all right? So you keep Captain Pike and you lose Captain Kirk, or you fast forward a bit and you keep Kess and you lose Seven of Nine. Oh my gosh, that's a terrible <laughs> dilemma. So when he asked me this oh. question earlier in the day, my question was, which Pike? Which pike? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and I'm going to say that that is open to your interpretation. If you've got a favorite well, pike. Well, I, I have I, to no. say I would probably keep pike. I, okay. would, I, I, I would probably keep pike because, number one, I adore Seven of Nine. Yeah. I just really adore her. There was nothing that made me more excited about Picard than when I saw she was going to be on it. That was just it. I actually <laughs> really got excited. I was like interested and happy before, but when I saw she was going to be on it, I was excited. So, you know, and sorry, Kirk. I, you Which know. version of Pike, though? Which version of Pike would, would you want? Oh, 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 it would be Anson Mount. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. what I said. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. The man is just the perfect. He's so perfect in every way. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, you're not going to get an argument from me there. Um, I, I think he so owned that role and, and just shined so brightly in Disco Season 2. I hope we get more of him. That would be very exciting, oh, uh, I think, for all of Star Trek. And, and here's the thing. 
you know, this is not to at all besmirch uh, how good William Shatner was as Kirk and, and no, how much good no. entertainment we got. But I will say this about Seven. There is so much growth from that character. Uh-huh. And yep. I, I'm so happy that we get to see more of her now 20 years later uh, because that, that is a character with a huge arc that has played out mm-hmm. over such time. I mean, to me, it, it really is like Spock in that way. To me, mm-hmm. the first yep. 25 years of Trek were, were Spock's arc. And they tried to have the Spock character with Data a bit. We got great moments from Data. Uh, you tried to have it with other characters in Star Trek, but it really landed again with Seven. And there's so much to explore there. So um, I And she I, I was agree just so fantastic. I mean, yeah. I just feel like... Uh, Jerry Ryan was just, it's just been amazing as Seven of Nine. She gave that role so much more than it actually was, I feel. Yeah. You know, and it probably also gave them so much to work with, which propelled that arc a lot, I'm sure. Because I think that happens. I think when you have an actor or actress that just, holds that potential and you can see it then you then you want to write for them and you want to explore that character i really believe yeah yeah interestingly enough some of my favorite seven uh episodes are the ones where she's like she's acting as different characters like when the doctor is in her body or when she's has split personalities Mm -hmm. i feel like that's when amazing that's when people were like she's she's not just a pretty face like she's a really really good actress that is so hard i i have a a master's in acting and my master's thesis was a play called woman in mind Hmm. and you know, there was kind of a similar thing where you had to, it's just harder than heck. And then she does so many characters and they are so differentiated Mm -hmm. and they so epitomize each species. Hmm. You know, it's just incredible, just incredible. You know, it's, I think, I think it's a shame because I don't know how much people can appreciate that. And it's just so good. Excellent. But yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Kirk loses to seven of nine is all there is to it. <laughs> but, well, because, and it, no, go ahead. Go ahead. It's Karen. not that I don't love him. Yeah. It's not that I don't love him for many reasons. It's just that she is just, you know, uh, I, she's the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> And you've done what I hoped would happen. You've kicked off this very interesting conversation in the Facebook chat uh, where people are, well, first of all, they're speculating, wait, no love for Sean Kenny's Pike. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. Jeff. Uh, And then, you know, this interesting idea about, uh, as Aaron's pointing out, you know, Jeffrey Hunter passed away. So we're sort of doing this big what if about if Jeffrey Hunter had lived. But here's the thing. Let's say that uh, Hunter had stuck around for a few more years on Star Trek. I, I believe, Holly, you told me he, he was in an accident in 69? Uh, he there. was. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. in an accident that he actually did not pass away. Oh. He Didn't was, he fall down some stairs or yeah, something? Yeah, he, he was injured yeah. and then he, he was uh, at home and fell down some stairs and hit his head and like, that exacerbated uh, the the problem. I think originally he was in a car accident, though, yeah, and then that, that later fell right. downstairs and 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 had hit his head, and then later had a stroke. Yeah. So like oh. it wasn't. It was like a domino effect of not kind things. 
that yeah. he ended up passing away from. So um, we, we have it in our, uh, in our parallel universe here, we're seeing that Jeffrey Hunter uh, did Star Trek. He stuck around and uh, did not have that accident. <laughs> so maybe just maybe we got 25 years uh, in right. the movies of Jeffrey Hunter's Star Trek. But hey, possibly, now we have Anson Mount. Yeah. It's hard to just not, I, you know, I just can't believe how he came in. What an iconic role, even though Pike hasn't ever had like a gazillion tons of screen time, I guess in the, in the, in the Abrams movies more, Mm -hmm. but he came in and just owned it right out of the box. Yeah. I just, wow. Yeah. And, and that show uh, for as much as we can discuss the, the various merits of discovery that show needed a hero like Pike. And and they even called it out. Admiral Cornwell says, you know, you are the best and the brightest. You're the one that we wanted to protect. If Starfleet fell, if the Federation fell, you're the one who represents all of our best ideals. And we needed that guy, you know. So it was really a pleasure to see him in that role. Well, he was a polar opposite of Lorca. I mean, you know, he did. It was the desired effect to just to swing 180 degrees the opposite direction you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and it worked it worked really well and i love everybody on discovery but wow i mean yeah. yeah i have to say it was really hard because i loved everyone who who came on and i want to see more of them and i'm missing discovery i started my rewatch and i realized just how much i miss discovery i'm oh. like oh i really miss it yeah right. <laughs> but but I really do want to see a Pike show of some kind. I mean, I just feel like there's just no way they're not arranging that at some point. I mean, especially with all of the little questions and the little ways that Alex Kurtzman is about it at, in interviews and conventions and stuff. I'm like, oh man, you are just teasing us. <laughs> so. All right, so put Karen firmly in the camp uh, as the pro uh, Pike series. And, and I yes. Uh, yes. put me in that camp too. Yes. Karen, thank you so much for coming. I have in more information for Karen. Hold on oh, a second. Oh, oh, Karen. oh my gosh. <laughs> so I, I, I said that I had vaguely remembered talking about this. This was, uh, uh-huh. I, it was a year ago. I talked to somebody on Twitter about it. I I just went and found the conversation. There's a cabinet in Spock's quarters that can also be seen in films like Citizen Kane. It's also in A Wonderful Life. The lamp that I mentioned, it's in TNG and Deep Space Nine, but it was also in the movie Scarface. Uh, Yeah, and so the property department that Paramount shared all of this stuff is called RKO Property Department. Oh, sure. Uh Uh-huh. So... Wow. I'll see if I can figure out your Trojan because that's specifically what they're talking about. Um, and I don't think I looked into it more then, but I'll see if I can figure it out. How cool. Yeah, It'd <laughs> be awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks Thank for you. calling in. All right. We'll see you again soon. Okay. All right. Uh, bye-bye. So, I, I, bye-bye, Karen. Uh, let, let's, tell you what, let's just go right to our next call because standing by so patiently is our Rhea. old friend Rhea. Rhea, welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. I got the night <laughs> off work, so yay. <laughs> nice. So you're not out in the freezing cold as you were that one time when you called in? <laughs> no, that was, thank goodness. Oh, oh, that so was if you guys yeah. are moving to Mondays, I appreciate you accommodating my schedule. That was very <laughs> yeah. thoughtful. 
Oh, is that better for you? <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Right, well, see, there is one more vote in the Monday column. So this is good to know. People, yeah, in the chat or wherever, get back to me. Uh, let me know if, if that is great for you. I mean, I, I, we're, we're pretty well leaning that way. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm just curious if that's, uh, if that's good for everybody. Uh, so, Rhea, you definitely look uh, relaxed, ringing in the new year. You're at home, <laughs> you're just hanging out. You got the, the very cool glasses on. Oh, thank you, they're new. No, I'm in a hotel room in Omaha, long story short. I just saw the Michael Hutchins Mystify movie, so I'm all puffy-eyed from bawling my brains out. But wow. <laughs> wow. I'm in my... Wait, I didn't <laughs> know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a... Oh, there's like two things I've loved my entire life, and that's Star Trek and In Excess. Wow. So, yeah. But anyway, this is not an excess podcast. It's not <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, all right, Rhea, I, I actually might throw a couple of these at you, but I, I want to start with one here. Um, I, first of all, are you a fan of Jeffrey Combs? Yes, I am. Very okay. much. Uh, all right. So uh, here's the thing. Jeffrey Combs has played, and, and Holly, you were doing some research on this earlier. He has played maybe more characters than, than anyone else. I, I think he yeah. said eight. I'd have to go look it up. Something like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's one of only five people, five actors who have had seven or played seven or more characters. So like he's up there. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. So quite a few. I love Jeffrey Combs ever since Reanimator. I think he's so amazing, so talented. And here's the deal. We're going to give him one more job tonight, okay? So we're going to take Jeffrey Combs, and he is going to play one more existing character on Star Trek. So I'm going to recast somebody with Jeffrey Combs. We'll add yet another under his belt. Who are we recasting with Jeffrey Combs? Are we limited to any particular series or anything? No. Nope. nope. Time totally is not okay. a factor. Yeah. He's well, that good. He's so my, good he can time travel. My first thought, although I absolutely love love the original actor in this role, is Uhura. Whoa. 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 That, speaking That's, of curveballs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I thought I gave you a curveball earlier when we were discussing this. That's a curveball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone could pull it off, it'd be Jeffrey Combs, maybe for the next Kelvin movie. <laughs> Zoe's price tag is too high. <laughs> that is awesome. All right. So that was your first choice. Do you have a second choice on that? I mean, you, you feel or you just you're just set. We're just we're going back in time to nineteen sixty six. I did data popped into my mind too. Uh, okay. Yeah. You would nail that, but no. Wait a minute. Uh, why do we get an uh from you, Holly? I, I love totally Brent Spiner. You got Data is my favorite character of all time. Like I would never replace him, even as much as I love Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs could play Lore then. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He could. Uh, by the way, John Cooley says this is now his favorite NXS podcast. So. Uh, <laughs> Way to, way to go. Way to go. Uh, <laughs> and uh, people talking about uh, Jeff Combs right now. Uh, the guy is a treasure of the planet. He really is an amazing actor. Uh, Kenneth votes for Wesley Crusher. <laughs> so replacing, <laughs> replacing Will with uh, Jeffrey Combs. Chris Riker says Janeway. So, Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. And, then, and Jeff Owens says, how about Will Decker? Oh, yeah, that'd mm -hmm. be interesting. 
I had said earlier today when we were discussing this that I would want him to play Cyrano Jones. Yeah. (laughs) See, and I like that as well. I could also say uh, I could see Jeffrey Combs as Trelane if we're going TOS. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a good place to see him. Now, if we move him forward a bit in the timeline, uh, I think Decker is inspired uh, for sure. And uh, especially if we'd gone to phase two rather than... um, rather than the movie, rather than just strictly the motion. Right. Um, I could see Jeffrey Combs as uh, the doctor, uh, the, the EMH doctor on Voyager. I think he would have been fantastic <laughs> be in great. that role. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think one of my greatest Star Trek regrets is that, you know, we didn't get that fifth season or beyond of Enterprise, so we didn't get the Shran show, which it surely mm-hmm. would have become by that fourth season. So, Shran would be a great spinoff, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Holly, you might be able to answer this if there were like spinoff Shran comics or anything like that. Uh, he's He's been in comics, yeah. Um, I don't think that he's had one that's specifically dedicated to him, but mm-hmm. he was in, he's been in comics before, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, no, wait a minute. Okay. Sam, Sam says Barkley, uh, <laughs> which okay. would have been very interesting. I, now, David is baiting me. David says, I have it. And then dot, dot, dot. It's kind of goes away. He can play Finnegan. Oh, yeah. Here you go. All right. So, David, you take my favorite actor, my favorite Star Trek actor, my least favorite Star Trek character, and do a mashup. And it's like the uh, unstoppable force meeting the immovable object. That's uh, that's where we end up. So, um, oh, ooh. So wait, I have a question about the uh, whether or not you consider Wayun is Wayun the same character or are they all different? Are we going to count those all separately? Oh no, no. Okay. There was only no, one that was a little off. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, hey, this is inspired. Craig says his take on Garrick would be quite interesting. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I think he might have even made it a little more sinister. Like, I, I love it when Andy Robinson, like, he, mm-hmm. he plays this sort of light, uh, somewhat comedic sometimes, but then he slips into that sinister role when he needs to. I think, um, uh, especially when you see Jeffrey Combs in something like Reanimator, can really get into that dark side of a character. So that would have been, uh, that would have been pretty amazing. Oh, and Aaron, how dare you say just for John Aquiel? <laughs> how dare That's you awesome. how dare you besmirch this chat with uh with with aquiel um, <laughs> oh oh all right hey uh, uh ria i've got one more for you actually before we uh, we let you go because I, I think that that was a fun one so I, i'm gonna throw this at did you watch enterprise yes okay yep now, here's the thing. We all are still hurting from the loss of Trip Tucker. I know that they brought him back in a novel, all right? But uh, Trip is a great character. Connor's a hell of a guy. Mm-hmm. I hate the loss of Trip. So I, with the power of the Q, I'm going to bring Trip back to life, okay? So Trip is now back to life. But you have to kill off a primary character on another show. Who gets the axe? Michael Burnham. Michael Burnham done. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. All right. Uh, discuss your choice. 
<laughs> oh, I'm not going to win any popularity contest here. That's but, fine. Uh, we're not here to be popular. We're here to have a nice discussion. That's <laughs> what I excel at, not being popular. Yeah. Um, she is to me what Finnegan is to you. Ah, <laughs> ah okay. Okay. That's, uh, I just that's, thought real quick. Yeah. that's a shame because she's in like every episode. At least Finnegan's all No. <laughs> And like, I, I have mean, to leave the room when Sub Rosa's on, but that's only one yes. episode. Oh gosh, Sub Rosa vomit. And like, you know, Keiko, annoying, but she's only in a handful of episodes. But yeah, Michael Burnham. Ugh. That's a shame. I'm sorry that you're not a fan. I know. I mean, it would, yeah. it would kind of kill the series, but I don't know. <laughs> Just a fantasy in uh, Holly, I know what your answer is, but I want you to share it with the audience. Chakotay. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I'm I'm God. with you. I'm so with you. God, I, he is just. I know. I, I think I tweet about this every time I rewatch Voyager. I'm like, <laughs> he, I he is such a snooze, and <laughs> I I have nothing against Robert Beltran. I think he's a wonderful actor. I've met him on several occasions. He's a lovely guy. I have nothing against him, but his character that character was so mishandled in terms of how they wrote it. And it's unfortunate that they actually had uh, a guy who they uh, consulted with on Native American stuff, and it came out later that he wasn't actually Native American. So some of the stuff that they actually put into episodes was uh, the very least questionable. Um, mm. yeah, but he's just the most mishandled character. And it's a shame because he's actually the first character that talks in the entire series in the pilot. He's the first character you see. He's the first character that talks and uh, kill him off. Just if he (laughs) wasn't there, it would have been so much better. I, those are excellent. And uh, honestly, I mean, I was trying to think of who I would, uh, who I would pick to kill off. And honestly, I don't think there's a better choice than Chakotay. I think, like you said, it was a mishandled character that could have been so interesting with that McKee uh, background, and they just... The entirety didn't. of the seven years, and the only thing interesting that they really did near the end was get him with Seven of Nine, which just made me really uncomfortable. Well, it came out of nowhere. I mean, <laughs> it was. like, And I was just like, this, is, this feels real forced. I am not comfortable with this. Yeah, 100%. Oh, all right. Rhea, thank you so much for calling in. What a pleasure. Hey, thanks for having me. Can I make one shameless plug real quick? Oh, please, please. So for the Picard series coming up, I've made up Picardingo cards, so Picard Bingo. Uh, (laughs) If anyone's interested in playing, um, just message me or something like that. But basically, they're, you know, five by five bingo cards, and it'll start on January 23rd and go, I guess, throughout the season or until someone gets, uh, I don't know, bingo. Someone gets a bingo? Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah, it'll be, um, you know, any references to um, Chakotay or God, I hope not. Seven of Nine or, you know, <laughs> P. Earl Grey Hot or, you know, some new alien species. I, I, I've got like a hundred things on the list. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's know. so fun. I might I, actually message I you. I love it. You sent me a couple of the uh, sample cards and I, I love them. They're, they're so clever <laughs> and so fun. So, and it goes right in there in the middle for the free space. You got uh, Chateau Picard because nice. we, we, just, we, we all know. Chateau Picard? So. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Thank you so much, Rhea. Uh, I really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Bye. By the way, uh, really quickly, and we, we need to do our promo for RPN, but uh, somebody in the chat here, Jeff, says, Holly, who should be first officer instead? Of Chakotay? Uh, I mean, uh, would you yeah. replace his character with somebody else entirely, or would I pick probably Tuvok, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Totally. I'd say, I mean, Tubac, I feel like is the obvious choice there. Gotta be. Gotta be. But if yeah. I, 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 yeah, no, Tubac, that's my answer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, uh, we have Thomas waiting. Uh, Thomas, thank you for your patience. We will be with you. And we got Brian uh, right after Thomas. So we will be with you in a moment. Uh, very quickly, though, Holly, if I can ask you to do the honors of telling all of our listeners about RPN. Yeah. What else is on the Roddenberry Podcast Network? Well, you have Mission Log and Mission Log Live. You also have Priority One Podcast. You can join them for their live show Tuesday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. We have Women at Warp, which we mentioned before because I was on an episode recently. The Trek Files, Daily Star Trek News, and the newest member of the troupe is Shabam. You can go to podcast.roddenberry.com to listen to any of them. Oh. So well said, podcast.rodmere.com. Thank you, everybody, for your support. Hey, we've got Thomas uh, waiting to chat with us. And Thomas, I promise you, we've got some very provocative questions for you. Welcome to the show, Thomas. Thomas Hi, John. Hi, Holly. Hey, Hi. there you are. How's it going tonight? It's going great. You've got some, uh, some real good questions for all the previous people. I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to answer that last one. It was really uh, hard. <laughs> okay. So, the trouble is I would have had a hard time thinking of Chakotay just because like when I think about all the different Star Trek characters on the different shows, he just doesn't come to mind, you know? Because he's mm. so boring. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is clearly the right answer, yes. He is forgettable is the problem, and so you don't think of him as, yes, I understand. Okay. <laughs> all right, Thomas, uh, we're, we're going to revisit sort of the theme of an earlier question, but a slightly different detail here. All right, so... We're giving you, uh, because uh, Holly and I are connected very well like this, uh, we are actually granting you the power of the queue to retroactively change one thing in canon. So this is not in production necessarily, but in the storyline, in the canon storyline. And I cannot believe I just said the C word that many times. Uh, but anyway, we're giving you the power of the queue to retroactively change one thing in canon. It could be reviving a character. It could be changing a plot point, whatever. What do you change? Gosh, that's a hard one. I mean, it's tempting to to do something to nail down the Klingons, but you know that that would be a that would be a big project across many decades. Okay. I don't know if okay. Q is up to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you can you, you could just go back and you could say like, hey, uh, uh, Picard never got uh, assimilated by the Borg. Now we wouldn't want to do that because then we 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 lose all these other great uh, uh, storylines with him, all this background to his character. Uh, maybe I say, uh, maybe I say Riker never falls ill and has a flashback episode. <laughs> you know? maybe, maybe that's mine. Crusher's oh, grandmother never dies. The same answers. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. What are your least favorite episodes? Let's let's erase those. The events of that episode didn't occur. That, that's always a good one. Sure, but 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 they might have repercussions on the greater storyline. See that that's the difficult thing, you know. When we were discussing this earlier, mine was I would get rid of uh, Khan in the uh, reboot movies altogether. Like he wouldn't yeah. have. He, he doesn't. Really, he doesn't do much. Well, I mean, no, but the other thing is, is I just really genuinely don't think that he was a character that we needed to revisit. And I think that yeah. even the people who made that film later on were like, yeah, that was kind of a mistake. Like, he just, and I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I think he's a wonderful actor. I just, sure. I just, we it didn't need to rehash Khan again. So I'd get rid of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I, that, that's a solid choice. I, I, there was, to me, no reason to retell that story, even if it's a parallel universe, even if it's an alternate timeline. It just, you know, we, we had the con story. We did it. It's such a tiny percentage of the overall Star Trek story. You don't have to retell that. Yeah. Um, so now, interesting, Scott Palm says, uh, he just chimes right in, all caps here, the card gets with Crusher. i love it i love it scott well done nicely said um excellent well hey we do have a couple other callers uh standing by so uh i'm gonna say goodbye to you for now thomas thank you so much for calling on unless you got any other idea here you want to slip in anything you want to change about the canon Now's your chance. Yeah. You know, you know I, I would like to get one good episode of character development from the nice cyborg lady on the bridge of the Discovery before they killed her off. We didn't get to learn oh, anything about her until the episode you. where she died. I'd yeah, change that. That's fair. Yes, Ariam. Yeah, that would have been so cool. Yeah, yeah, and I do feel like, like, I cried during that episode because it was very sad. But also, I did feel afterwards, like, if, if I would, like, when Data died, like, super emotionally invested like if she had had just a couple of more episodes to round out her character right. i feel like people would have been a lot more emotionally compromised than we were but i mean i still mm-hmm. cried but yeah i might have cried harder yeah, absolutely so yeah so so yeah I'll, I'll start changing the canon with the most recent stuff yeah anyway cheers. Yeah. you guys have a good night hey you take too. care thank you for calling in and let's see it looks like we've got oh wait who do we have next we we had oh brian we have Brian. Hello. Hey, how's it Hi. going, Brian? Hi. Hey, happy New Year. You. Happy you New Year to you. Welcome. Um, I'm, uh, you know, Holly, you got the list in front of you there. I'm going to ask yeah. you to pick uh, a wonderful question for Brian. I, what, did I, what did I miss? I'm okay, going go. to ask you. Uh-oh. You have a choice to either keep Pulaski and lose Crusher or keep Tasha and lose Troy. Ooh. <laughs> nice. Nice. I, I know my answer to this. The, the, to me, this is a no brainer. Yeah. I think, I think I know where you're coming from, John. I guess that you want to, <laughs> I'm going to guess you might want to keep Pulaski. I totally want to keep Pulaski. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I really hate to lose, you know, Marina, of course, and <laughs> Ann Gates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pulaski, I think, was a more interesting character in some regards. I like to have seen her story unfold over more seasons, and, you know, it would have um, also kind of given Wesley a bit of a. Um, well, for that one season, he was kind of like without mom, like to continue without mom. Right. So, yeah, it would have helped his character too. I think. I think it would have um, caused him to maybe you know progress a little faster. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll keep Pulaski. You keep Sorry, Marina. Pulaski. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Sorry, a, little, Gates. a little bit further on that, and we were talking mm-hmm. about this today. Is is that I have a what if scenario that's sort of related to that question? Is that um, Tasha's original character's name was Hernandez and it was supposed to be a Latin, uh, a woman of Latin descent cast to it. Um, So originally Marina Sirtis read for that role and Denise Crosby 
read for Troy. And right. it's a little bit muddled as to who suggested it. Gene said he suggested it. The actresses say they suggested swapping roles. So let's say that originally um, Troy was actually Denise Crosby and Marina Sirtis played Hernandez. They didn't change her name. But then let's say that, that D- Denise Crosby still left. That meant that Troy would have been gone. And yeah. what would the show have looked like? Yeah. I mean, there's, that's a huge, that's a whole other discussion, but that's a, that's a what if <laughs> scenario that I think about all the time. Yeah. Actually, I realized I should be apologizing to uh, Denise for my answer because she was, <laughs> would have gotten killed off. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. It, it, it's, it comes down to a question of, is it the actor or is it the character? And I, and I think with Pulaski, there was a really interesting combination there where, um, I, I really like Diana Moldar's presence, and I really like that they wrote Pulaski as somebody who just uh, was a little, a little grittier and a little antagonistic. And and um, I, I love Gates. I love Doctor Crusher. I love sort of the kindness and calmness and thoughtfulness she had. Maybe in my perfect scenario, you keep Pulaski on for at least a few more seasons, but then you get to reintroduce uh, Dr. Crusher back into the show. Um, We just did a a document this week on the Trek files where Bob Justman early on had basically had it in his head like, yeah, we're going to get to the end of the pilot and then Wesley's mom is gone. She, she, she's just not a character. And I'm like, oh. Oh, this, is a, this is a huge mistake because, first of all, don't create another orphan on Star Trek, okay? And let's actually have... <laughs> Down with Star Trek orphans, yes. yes yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, and, and let's have the opportunity to develop a, a, a female character who, you know, has some family on board who can have some complexity. And I, I think this is a, a great thing to have on the show, particularly when you have this bigger starship and the longer mission with families on board. Let's keep a family somewhat intact here. Um, well, you, you might be getting your wish on the Orville if you oh, watch the Orville, John. I, I haven't watched <laughs> it yet. I know, uh, I know, I promised I would. And I had all that time off during the holidays. This oh. is this is the ghost of Ken telling you to go <laughs> to the Orville. I'm so bad. I know, I know. One day, <laughs> hey, what if we did an Orville podcast, you know, here on the Roddenberry Network? Maybe. Maybe well, is that before or after the Kolschak, the Night Stalker, or is it after uh, the Moonlighting? Uh, we're we're, just, we're spent off, spent off, spent off. No. It's not oh, a before okay. or after. Okay. We yeah, we clone me, and then we just uh, we just go. Yeah. You're just gonna multitask. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. okay. Hey, uh, t- uh, thank you so much, Brian, for uh, for calling in. We got one more uh, caller waiting, so I really appreciate it. A- any parting thoughts for us before you go? Um. No words that I'm allowed to say on this. Network. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do that for the after hours. I was, podcast. I was, for, no, I was forbidden the last time I was on. So I'm okay, <laughs> fair enough, man. All, All right. right, take care. You have a great night. See okay, bye bye. All right, and that uh, that leaves us with our last caller of the night. And thank you, everybody who called and everybody who stood by so patiently. Looks like we got Lou who has been waiting to chat with us. Lou, how are you doing tonight? Uh, hi, John. Uh, good to see you again. As you can tell, my camera's not working. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, 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 I guess you don't have to tell Holly that we're doing this call completely naked. Well, I, I, I won't say. I wasn't going to say anything. Do not uh, say it. Do not 
Okay. I, I will. The last two questions she asked for me would have been very easy to answer because Troy was my least favorite character, and I oh. would have just shot people who came up with Discovery. But that's me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Lou, you're going to get the, the final I can see question. you. Yeah, well, we'll go. I can I, see you. Wait, I hope you can see both of us. <laughs> We're both. Right now I see nobody. Right now I see a, a group. Okay, now there you are. Well, I'll put your glasses on, Lou. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to give you the last question or two of the night. Um, here's the thing, to, to sort of wrap things up. Uh, Lou, I'm going to give you enormous power here. You get to pick the topic slash character slash plot line of the very last Star Trek TV series. We're wrapping it up. We're done. All, all these series forever and ever are gone except for the very last one and you get to put your uh, executive producer hat on and decide what it will be. So what do you give to us? Oh, uh, what year is this supposed to be? Is this it can be any year you want. Yeah, any yeah, year you want, yeah. All right. I would, uh, I would probably have a better, uh, an actual series ending to toss. Uh, uh, I thought because it wasn't a series ending uh, episode when, when it aired or when it was produced or written, I would try to, I, 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 I would want to bring back some of the, uh, some of the aliens, let's say at least the Klingons and have some sort of either final battle or, or peace treaty, not dissimilar to, to Star Trek six but in an episode where the original, uh, where the original Klingons were, um, were, were either defeated or, or brought on as friends. The problem, so your, your the topic being, would be the Klingons. You would have a Klingon show then. Yeah. Uh, I, would have an, I would have a recall alien show. I, ah. I, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Klingons. I'm leaning towards the Klingons because they're, they're, they're the, arguably the most popular uh, aliens throughout throughout the Star Trek universe. I can't see anybody now, by the way. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. Hey, uh, thank Let you me, so... Let's uh, that gesture again. Well... Lou, thank you so much for calling into the show tonight. We're, we're so out of time. We're actually over time. So uh, thank you to everybody who stuck around. Thank you to Earl, our, uh, our intrepid, unflappable technical director for hanging on a minute late. Holly, thank you so much for uh, joining the show tonight. I hope we get to do this again. Yeah, me too. It was really fun. Thank you for inviting me. I, had a good I, time. I trapped you live on camera saying that, so now you have to come <laughs> back and do the show with me sometime. All right. Uh, thank you to everybody who called in. Mission Log Live is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry, technical production by our immaculate Earl Green. Be sure to visit podcast.roddenberry.com for the latest from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. If you'd like to support Mission Log directly, give us a look at patreon.com slash mission log. And thank you to everyone who joined us live or later. We will talk to you next week. Podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network.